When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Rob Bain, former Illinois defensive tackle, and you're listening to On the Fin Side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Inside. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo right D. Side. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Brian Cat Catanzaro and Paul Pickin as we take a look at the NFL draft. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, YouTube, and on iTunes. And, Paul, we've taken a lot of time over the last several weeks to talk about the players we do like. Now we're going to take a look at the players that we don't necessarily like and don't want the Dolphins to take a look at in the first round and maybe at certain other points in the draft. What is one player, Paul, that at number 22, if the Dolphins were to take this guy, your remote's going through the TV? I'd have to say it's probably Barnett. Given what we've talked about with CK, given going back and watching some of the footage, the guy's absolutely a productive college player, but he might be in that mold of players that are really productive at the college level that aren't athletic enough to make it at the NFL level. I see some teams talking about possibly playing an outside linebacker, and I laugh. If you're a step too slow as a defensive lineman to to be out on the field, you're definitely a step too slow to be an outside linebacker. And I just can't fathom the idea of blowing a first-round pick on a guy in that scenario that doesn't match up well athletically. Barnett's up there for me, too, as ones that I would not be impressed with. I probably wouldn't be as mad as you, but, yeah, I would be underwhelmed, to say the least. My guy is Zach Cunningham, linebacker from Vanderbilt. I remember watching him on film for the first two games and just his body type. Even though he was productive, I looked at him and thought, you know, this guy is big. He's lurchy. He, I, I just don't see how he's going to be able to turn and run with tight ends and receivers. And I don't see somebody who's going to come downhill and really pack a pop. To his credit, he has gone from a 200-pound safety prospect as a freshman to now uh, leaving Vanderbilt. He's almost 240 pounds and does carry that weight pretty well. But he's somebody I'd probably stay away from. Not to mention the Dolphins need a third linebacker. He's probably not going to see the field very often either. So, But he, he'd be a player that I think is a possibility I wouldn't like very much. Another one is Derek Barnett, for the reasons you said. Even though he's incredibly productive in college with almost 30 sacks, over 30 tackles for loss against really good competition, I think he's going to max himself out in the pros for the reasons that you described. I mean, I look back at a few other guys like Aaron Maven and Bjorn Barner uh, in the past who were first-round picks. The problem with them is even though they were really good in college, they get to the NFL and they start out the year with you know a sack or two, and then you look at their size, you look at their speed and things. Can you really go anywhere from here? And I think Derek Barnett's either going to be a big hit early 
which I don't think will happen, or he's going to uh, be somebody who kind of fizzles out of the league. I mean, it's hard to say because he's been so productive. He's done the best with what he has. But yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you on Derek Barnett. Ran a 4-9 as well at the NFL Draft Combine. Paul, who are some other players that you have in mind who uh, you'd be underwhelmed with at 22? Malik McDowell is another one. And granted, the kid does have tremendous upside. But by all reports, the fact that he's got tremendous attitude issues, tremendous laziness issues, if you, and, and those aren't even reports. You go out and you watch his game film. The guy goes from dominating to sleepwalking uh, on any given play, and you don't know which one you're going to get on any given play. For me, that that's too much risk for a player that's probably going to be a two to three down player in that defensive line rotation. And I just don't like the idea of wasting it when you look at the end of the defensive tackle draft and there's a lot of role-playing defensive tackles that can come in and either be a pass rush specialist for the defensive tackle position late or be a run-stuffing defensive tackle late. You bet. I mean, six foot six, almost 300 pounds, but there's too much hit and miss film on him. And a lot of people have said that toward the end of the year, Malik McDowell just shut it down. And in addition to that, you look at a few things that I've heard. I mean, uh, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper on their podcast were saying that according to a few general managers that uh, Malik McDowell had the worst interview that they ever had, that they had ever seen at the NFL draft combine. And that's something that there's something to be said about that. He would be intriguing at 22 only because Adam Gase, has some connections at Michigan State. He may know some people who know the kid better than other ones do, but overall, yeah, I think it would be kind of like a Robert Kendiche pick of last year with the Cardinals, and he really had a wash of a rookie year, partially because of work ethic. So th- that would be one as well. A few other players I have in mind, too, who could be considerations of 22. Jabril Peppers, I really don't think at this point will be because the Dolphins signed Nate Allen for a couple million a year. They have Michael Thomas, who's going to be on the roster because of his special team's ability and his versatility. Walt Aikens, too. Maybe the light comes on this year. Maybe it doesn't. But I I think they're okay at safety uh, as they approach the draft. Unless maybe maybe OB they consider, and they have been looking at him. But Jabril Peppers is more that strong safety type, not that free safety that OB would be. And Charles Harris, a defensive end from Missouri, is somebody I'd stay away from, too. I, I, I am a season ticket holder in Mizzou. My fiance and I are. And I was looking for a little bit something more out of him this year. I was thinking that this is going to be a six foot three, six foot four, 270, 275 pound end. He's more like six three, 255. I don't see quick twitch speed in him. And I don't see a lot of ability against the run, too. He's, he's similar to Andre Branch, except a little bit smaller as well. There's a couple other guys I look at. And I know this isn't going to be popular because I know every mock draft in the world, some with a lot of thought and a lot with a lot of laziness when you look at the mock drafts has Miami going for us lamp here. And I, I, I understand the pick and I like the player. Don't get me wrong. But really, given Miami's needs and, and their belief in the players that they've got right now, I don't want to see Miami go for any offensive player that's out there on the board in round one, believe it or not. I don't care if it's a running back. I don't care if it's a guard. I don't care if it's a quarterback. 
I just do not want to see them go offense because the biggest Achilles heel that they have right now is they need depth and they need starters in a few areas on that defense. And if you start looking at round three, round four, that starts to dry up for a lot of the positions of need for the Dolphins. And because of the number of these that they need, you almost have to go defense in the first three rounds. So I don't want to see him touch an offensive player here. And the one that's really going to upset a lot of people even though I'm sure some folks will understand it, given the fact that Miami signed Timmons, we're with Timmons, whether people like the player or not as a positional player, they're going to be in that, that nickel at least three-quarters of the time, at least three-quarters of the time. And, and that makes it tough for me to grab a linebacker unless he's just absolutely knocking out of the park perfect fit. And given Reuben Foster's Stinger history, as much as I like the player, as much as I think he's a big hitter who can cover, even though he needs some help shedding blocks at times, as much as I like Jason Allen, who can come in at, at defensive end, their injury histories worry me, and Miami needs to knock it out of the park with their first pick, and, and, and that's where I'd hate to see a guy come in that has stinger issues in Reuben Foster and, and essentially end up out of the league in two years because of injury problems. You're breaking my heart a little bit because I take Reuben Foster and Forrest Lamp all day at 22, as you know. But, yeah, you, you make some good points. I mean, Foster with the injury history, not to mention he has a few other uh, strikes against him. And Forrest Lamp, there's nothing exciting about draft guard in the first round to anybody except me. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Good points there. And another, I'd say one more player I'd, I'd talk about is Hassan Reddick. I mean, I – he is moving up the draft boards considerably. I think he has unbelievable speed and outside ability, but I, I would struggle to see the fit in the Dolphins' defense because he's six foot tall. He's 237 pounds, even though he's very fast. I, I, I don't like the idea of taking a, a pass rusher and having him immediately be a strong side, undersized linebacker who at 237 pounds is now firing off the edge. So I'd probably stay away from him too. I, I'm more partial to TJ Watt, who's six foot five. 250 pounds can really set the edge a lot more may not have the bendiness that Reddick has but can be more of a complete player I think that's the big thing here in Miami people say playmakers 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 I think the Dolphins have enough playmakers I think the big thing now is being sure that you fill needs at guard and on the defensive side of the ball I agree with you there. It, it, and Reddick's a guy that I flirted with putting on my, my board to avoid. And I, will, I won't throw him on there, but at the same time, one thing I will point out is you may be able to get a very similar player that may end up being better in the long run in the third round in a guy like Rivers, who we've talked about in a previous episode. I'd also say no to Cam Robinson if he moves inside the guard and Deion Dawkins from Temple. I think these are two players who, when you look at them, don't fit the scheme exactly well. They're more big, smash-mouth type guards, which are fine in some schemes, but I don't think they're quite what the Dolphins are going to be looking for. So Robinson's projected somewhere late first, early second round. Maybe, maybe he falls to 54, but I don't see it. But even if he does, I'd probably pass on him there too. Deion Dawkins factors somewhere in the second or third round, I'd probably pass on him altogether. Paul, does anybody else stick out for you? No, I think if Miami were to avoid those scenarios that, that I've touched on, that you've touched on a little bit, I think they could be in really good shape for this. So those are some guys, I think, at 22 anyway, that, that I'd avoid. And, and like you, I wouldn't take Cam Robinson there either. I think they'd be just as well served going later with a guard. 
That will do it for the NFL draft players who Paul and I do not like at number 22. You can follow us on iTunes, Facebook, Spreaker, YouTube. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the thin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the thin side. side. It ain't the left side or the right side. side. Then it must be the thin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.